Blog Talk Radio. Welcome into the Sports Attic, ladies and gentlemen. Good Friday morning to those of you listening live and on your morning commute. Hope your Friday's going well. This is the Sports Attic Daily Fantasy Show. My name's Clark Lawrenson. I've been hosting live at the Sports Attic and podcast with my partner, Al Larcher, for about a decade now. And he is, I call him the fantasy expert of the show. He's the DraftKings guru, and we are here today to discuss quite a bit. We'll get you through your weekend, and let's win some money this weekend. Al Larcher, how you doing this morning? I'm doing pretty good, Clark. You know, I got home a couple hours ago, had a steak, uh, a nice steak, watched a, a little hurricane coverage, you know, some uh, sad times down there at Fort Myers Beach, Ooh. place uh, we've enjoyed before. Yeah. And uh, seeing complete houses washing across that main drag there, that Asteros. Yeah, we actually, we lost a buddy, uh, an acquaintance, really, you know, a friend of my boss who's down there who had a little, he had a Chicago-themed bar in his garage. Um he was like, he's in his seventies. He decided to, uh, sit the storm out and, uh, it got him. Oh no, it so, didn't. I didn't know that. I, I was unaware. That's tough, man. Yeah. Wild. Yeah. That's something else. Um, yeah. Well, and then, you know, Florida, Florida suffers another hit with a, a Tua going down. Oh tonight. man, that, that's a weird situation with Tua, huh? It's, oh, that's tough. That looked awful. I, and then before we get into this, uh, are you wearing a vest? Yeah. Yeah, I am. Um, okay. All right. The other Good day luck. I had it on for the first time and my daughter asked me why I was wearing a life preserver. And I'm like, have you been watching Back to the Future? What's going on here? Uh-oh. I just lost him. Where'd we go? Well, I'm still oh. here. Oh, I, just wanted oh I, to get, I wanted to zoom in on the vest, make sure we got a good shot of that. That's all. <laughs> I'm, working, the, I'm working the equipment here. For Mark. those of you listening, you can watch this anywhere you anywhere you'd like. Uh, by anywhere, I mean Twitter. Twitch. Twitch is a great place. Uh, over on YouTube is a good place, and we are on Facebook Live as well. Um, yeah. Thanks, buddy. Uh, what are you thinking? Where are we at? I know uh, we do that Tuesday night show, as we've always done, where you yeah. kind of were throwing a few early things out then. But where are we? Where are we at this morning? Well, I, I'm feeling pretty good. Like As opposed to last week, I, I didn't feel like I had my shit together. This week... I feel a little more confident in uh, uh, my players. Um, I've gone through every game at this point. Um, I've picked out the players I like. Uh, the problem this week doesn't seem to be money. It seems to be ownership. Like, all the good players are being played this week. And uh, it's going to be hard to find cracks in ownership. And you're going to have to get creative in your uh, stacks. And, okay. uh, you know, the fir- the first thing I noticed right off the bat is – well, here are the quarterbacks I'm not going to play this week. I'm not playing any Justin Fields. <laughs> Kyle right. Murray, I'm on, I'm on the fence right now. I mean, he, he has less than a percentage ownership. He's a guy who could get it done. But, I mean, Arizona uh, Cardinals just look like, uh, like trash right now. And uh, Kingsbury blows. So, wow. I'm avoiding that. Zach Wilson, Jets and Pittsburgh. I don't feel like there's any equity in that game. Ryan Tannehill. On the fence of Trevor Lawrence, but I think against the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm sitting this one out. Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, Aaron Rodgers, Baker Mayfield, Danny Dimes, Matt Ryan, uh, 
Davis Mills, Cooper Rush, and uh, Brian Hoyer. All those guys I'm just like, uh, I'm not focusing on. I'm not playing game stacks with any of their teams. So I, that leaves us with, um, now let's just do a quick filter player here, get rid of all the trash. Just move the trash right out of there. Uh, my pool. So I'm down to I'm down to ten quarterbacks on the week. Oh. Uh, Jalen Hurts, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, Marcus Mariota, uh, Geno Smith, Mitch Trubisky, uh, Jacoby Brissett, Jared Goff, and Derek Carr. I don't remember why I even selected Mitch Trubisky, but he is on the list. I do have him uh, uh, maxed out at four percent ownership. So. Al, my guess is going to be that that has a little bit to do with the fact that, like, we're Chicago, uh, and you, you know, you, you drop fields off of there, so you got to keep something with, with just a little bit of a connection, no matter what it is. It's just it, it's that little part of the brain in the back of it; it won't let you get off of that. Enjoying a nice uh, diet, Canada Dry this morning. That's wonderful, and I'd also like to say that we have our first spam uh, for this for the Sports Attic Show. Uh, Sweet. Yeah, over, uh, through Twitch, uh, somebody asked us if we want to become famous by viewers, followers, and primes on viewerships. There yeah, you go. Yeah, tell them yes. Yes, them yes. Yeah, we're in. All right. Uh, yep. Okay. So what we did last week is we just went down uh, based on the highest uh, over-unders on the week. We got through as many teams as we could. Um, this week, I think we'll, we'll, we'll definitely start with Baltimore-Buffalo. Um, this is the game that has the highest equity of any game on the slate. I mean, this is the game where all the points are. This is the game everybody's going to want to play. Uh, it's going to be very hard getting off of this game in some way in small field tournaments. Um, when you get to the mass tournaments, when you get to the really big stuff, um, you know, the Millie Makers, the 50 Cent, the 150 Max, you know, uh, games with over 100,000 people, um, you know, you're obviously going to diversify and maybe move away from this game. But in that small field, I mean, like 5,000 people get tournaments, it is going to be hard not to build uh, these uh, stacks around this game because it just, I mean, it breathes so nicely. Like, I mean, how how can you not play Josh Allen and Diggs at this point and uh, Lamar Jackson and, and Mark Andrews? Mark Andrews, man, this guy went from, uh, you know, tight end two to the clear tight end one. We got him in an FFPC league um, at like the 11th slot, yep. and it, it felt kind of dirty. Um, even though it's a tight end premium at a point and a half. Um, but I, I felt okay with it, but I didn't feel great about it. And now, I'm, I, you know, knowing I would have happily taken Kelsey at the five slot, knowing we got Mark Andrews at the 11, it's pretty, it's pretty, feels pretty damn good. And uh, his usage is elite. And the guy is, is balling. DraftKings is, is wise to this. They know what's going on. They priced him up. He's 7,100. There he is. You know, he's legit, he legit wide receiver price at this point. Um, but the guy's getting, you know, uh, 13 targets last game, 11 targets in week two, seven targets in week one. You know, this is, this is, you know, they lost Hollywood Brown. And people right. were going to wonder, well, who, who, who is Lamar going to throw to? And, you know, uh, uh, they brought in, they got Rashad Bateman in there. And, uh, you know, he's being used. But the connection there and the answer to the question clearly was Mark Andrews. And, uh, you know, he, he's a guy you're going to want to play. Problem is again ownership. People are people are even with that price tag of seventy one hundred. People are going to be playing him. So this game is going to be it's just hard to stack um, from the Buffalo side because the problem is Josh Allen has uh, you know around fifteen percent ownership projected. Uh, Lamar Lamar Jackson has about five percent ownership. So 
you're cutting off 10% of the ownership by playing the Buffalo side. Now, do I feel more comfortable playing Josh Allen? Yes. If it's a cash game decision, I'm going to play Josh Allen over Lamar Jackson. You know, there's some concerns that maybe the Buffalo Bills can really hone in. And one of their strengths is stopping rushing quarterbacks. They could take away the rushing equity of Lamar Jackson. It's possible. But the Buffalo Bills are very banged up on defense right now. They're missing a lot of their key starters. So uh, Lamar Jackson could eat, you know, and if everybody's playing Josh Allen, then you got to play Lamar Jackson. Now, Lamar Jackson's a guy you single stack. You don't double stack him uh, because he gets his equity through the ground, through his legs. And the clear, the clear partner to him is, is Mark Andrews. And I don't, I don't want to overthink it. Like that's, that's a stack. I don't want to overthink. I don't, I don't know that I want to play Richard Bateman and give that, that uh, a chance. Right. What I do know is if, if I were playing the Ellen side of things, I'd be double stacking. So what I propose is single stack Lamar Jackson and then double stack the run back. So, you, you know, you usually only play one person on a run back. Well, in this case, there's enough equity in this game where the run back is probably going to be the key to winning uh, a tournament or the slate because it's going to be maybe Stephon Diggs, but I think it's also going to be somebody like uh, uh, McKenzie you know, the, the third wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, Gabe Davis getting good usage. You know, he's got the questionable tag. Not a lot of people are going to touch him. You know, this is a guy who's the number one, he's the number two wide receiver on, on a high potent offense, um, you know, that, that has no ownership. So if you play guys like Gabe Davis or McKenzie, you're going to diversify yourself from the rest of the field. They're not diversified, but you're, 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 you're going to separate yourself from the field. And that, that's key. That's important. That's something you want to do. So I like the double stack to make your stuff unique by playing Lamar Jackson in a single stack as your key stack with, with Andrews. Eat, eat the chalk there and then bring it back with, uh, with either Kenzie or Davis and Diggs. Um, you know, you can consider Knox in that, in that uh, scenario as well. The problem is, um, you know, Knox is very touchdown dependent. He has to score touchdowns. He needs one or two touchdowns, and he he has zero on the year right now. So, um, you know, I, I don't feel great about that, but that's good cost savings. Uh, you know, Dawson Knox is 3,800. Um, so he, he's somebody I'm definitely going to consider in the stack, in, in, in the double bring back there. 5,600. Yeah. Knox has been a letdown for me in the year-long fantasy. Uh, he, yeah. He's priced just right here for you? Or priced okay? No. Yeah, he's priced okay. Okay. You know, he's a guy like – he's a guy I wouldn't play outside of the stack. You know, he's not a guy who, who I'm going to use as my tight end mm-hmm. in other stacks if I need a tight end. You know, if I need to save money, it's not going to be through Dawson Knox. The only place I'm playing Dawson Knox is if I'm building a stack from this game. Okay. Um, so, so, you know, if you're building like five teams within this stack, you know, one of them you might throw a Dawson Knox in as opposed to a McKenzie or a, or a Knox. Or, I mean, you could get crazy and just – forget forget Stefan Diggs you know think maybe they take him out of the game plan and then just put all your uh, eggs in McKenzie and Davis as the run back you know you're getting a little crazy but you're saving a lot of money there yeah. um, and a lot of ownership I mean it's unlikely I think I think Diggs is, is is the right play here even in a even in a large tournament I'm sticking with the with the with the proper this stack. game right here, it amazes me that it's uh that it's an early game, that it's a noon one o'clock game, right? Like, yeah. This is yeah. uh this is the premier matchup uh, of the week. 
you know, I, I, I named this episode, will Lamar Jackson score 25 points? That's what he's projected at his cost being 8,300. Like that's just, that's a good price point, but I don't know why, why doubt Lamar Jackson these days is my thought. And I know that's a high price yeah. point, but he just, he, he's producing. It's the price and the fact that Josh Allen is the better play. So people are going to play the better play. The better play is Josh Allen, which is driving Lamar Jackson's ownership down. But if you want to stand out in a tournament, you've got to be contrarian. And contrarian doesn't mean playing stupid. It doesn't mean playing, you know, Mitch Trubisky, um, which which I am doing. But uh, it it means playing guys who can get the ceiling. (laughs) And Lamar Jackson absolutely could get the ceiling. Josh Allen could have a bad day. Josh Allen could go out there, get sacked, uh, end up in con- concussion pro- protocol, you know, a quarter into this game. And then all of a sudden, all those people are suffering, you know, while you still have Lamar Jackson and you're eating, you know, you're, you're feasting. Um, you know, you don't hope that happens, but there are paths where, where Josh Allen doesn't have a good game. You know, Buffalo can take him out of this. And if that is the case, then, you know, Lamar Jackson, you know, let's say Lamar Jackson puts up 30 points because, yes, he will score 25 points. I guarantee that. Um, You know, Lamar Jackson puts up 30 points. Josh Allen puts up 18 points. You know, he he has a good day, but it's an average day. And uh, that could happen. It's unlikely. You know, I mean, like I said, the likely scenario is Josh Allen is the better play. But, again, you want to win a tournament, you got to think outside the box. You got to think different. Um, yeah. I had another point and I lost it. I forgot, I forgot what I was going to get at there. Um, well, I, you know, yeah. I had asked you originally about Lamar Jackson, why, why to doubt him here, but uh, yeah. yeah, like, and then you're right. Like I might, I might play Lamar just to see if everybody else is playing Allen and he has the game. He has the better game. I mean, as we saw last night, like anything can happen in in, a, in an NFL game right now. Uh, last night, I, right now, does the my, just off subject real quick? The rest of the Miami guys, anybody who had been elevated, uh, the wide receivers, are are you knocking them all down for the following week here? A little bit yeah, preliminary, like sure. I, they did get for some sure. things done well, with Teddy. with Teddy in there yesterday. Teddy Bridgewater's Teddy Bridgewater. You know, yeah. he's water under the bridge, man. I mean, he's yesterday's news. You know, this is a guy, he's a career journeyman quarterback um, who who's bounced around. Um, he does have a decent arm. I mean, I think he'll, you know, could still do things. And Waddle, Waddle works a lot underneath. So yeah. I think Waddle's going to be safe, but I think this hurts Hill more than anybody. Hill made a hell um, of a catch last night. Um in another another good point with with this Buffalo uh game is you know a guy who's projected at uh very little ownership right now he's projecting under 1% is Delvin Singletary you know everyone assumes pass and that's true but you know here here's a number to think about for you in in last week's game Delvin Singletary had 11 targets as a, as a, as a running back you know he he only touched the ball he only had 9 attempts as a running back, but as a receiver, he was targeted 11 times. He caught nine of those balls for 78 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, Delvin Singletary, I, I think I'd probably feel safer over with him over Knox. You know, Knox, you're going to get the, the cost savings. You're getting the ownership savings on either either route you take. But um, I'm also going to play Singletary a lot in, in the big fields when I'm not playing the Buffalo stacks. You know, I mean, I think that's a guy you could go to 
because if the game goes, if everybody puts all their eggs in this basket and this basket drops and all the eggs crack, that means probably Delvin Singletary had a good day. Okay. So, and nobody played him. So it, it, it's, that's thinking contrarian, like how, if this game fails, how do I take advantage of it? And it would be playing other game stacks with Delvin Singletary in it. Now I'm not going to play him heavy. Um, you know, there's a lot of equity at running back this week. Yep. Um, I feel like there's more stars this week at running back than wide receiver, unlike last week where it was all wide receiver. Um, but, yeah, so, I mean, that, that that's that's how I'd approach this game. Uh, any questions within uh, within here? No, I, I don't have any at this very moment. I, I like you coming back with the Singletary. It's been a minute since I've heard him, uh, since I've heard him brought up. <laughs> for for any fantasy really. Yeah, yeah, he's for, he's forgotten. Like in a year long league and a managed league, I wouldn't be banking on Delvin Singletary to do anything. Right. But you know, when you're playing a bunch of teams, you know, when you're playing, you know, a twenty max, let's say, you're probably gonna want one or two teams with a Delvin Singletary in it that isn't the Buffalo um Baltimore stack. And maybe one that is. Like I said, I mean he, his pass equity has been has been really solid last week. Uh all right, let's let's look at the next over and under, just kind of going down the list. There's kind there. of a big drop off, isn't there, here with the next one? From what I'm, from what yeah, I'm I mean, seeing. I mean, clearly the game is Buffalo Baltimore. Like I said, everyone's going to want to be on that. I was just surprised it's smart to, to be see on it. The, I think what the next game is that you're bringing up here. A little bit surprised with it. Yeah, with a with a 48 over under. Um, my next game would be the Seattle Detroit game. Is that where what you were thinking? Yeah, yeah. Um, now, yeah. I mean, I know that they have that receiver up there. Is, is St. Brown playing? He's questionable. I, I, I would assume he plays. Um, I would hope he plays. I need him in the Scott Fishbowl. Um, you know, he, he's he's one of my. I have the Buffalo stack, so you know, I got Allen, I got Diggs, I got Knox. And I need to say Brown, you know, those that those guys have been carrying, minus Knox, those guys have been carrying that team. So I need him to play first. Does he play? I think he does. But, um, you know, if he's limited at all, you know, um, I think this is a good week to fire up DJ Shark. You know, there's another guy who's been kind of forgotten, lost in the mix. Uh, DJ Shark's a pretty good football player. And if St. Brown isn't playing um, – then Shark becomes a really good play. If St. Brown is playing and he's limited, Shark's a pretty good play. And if St. Brown's fully playing with, with no problems, Shark is still playable. Okay. So he's coming in at under under 3% ownership. And, uh, you know, just kind of looking at some of his numbers over the last couple of weeks, DJ Shark uh, has gotten six targets last week, four targets week two, eight targets week one. So, I mean, they're throwing him the ball, you know. Jeffrey Goff is going to DJ Shark. He's not ignoring him. So that's something you're definitely going to want to look at. You know, the biggest chalk on this slate right now, um, the highest owned player is probably going to be Jamal Williams of the Detroit Lions. You know, 6,100, he's, he's, he's a good quality player. The Detroit Lions love running the ball. Um, this is this is this is a, a game where Jamal Williams is is gonna he's gonna feast. You know the Lions are favorite at home. They're they're gonna their game their game plan their focus is definitely gonna be want to run run on the Seattle Seahawks and the Seattle Seahawks are absolutely terrible against the run. 
you know, uh, not not a good team there. If you, if you want to attack them, you know, that that's the way you kind of do it. So he's going to be a great play. Now, his ownership is going to be way too high for me to want to play in tournaments. I don't know if I'm going to full fade him at this point, but I'm definitely going to play him under 15%, um, especially if, if we're looking at like a 30% ownership. Um, he, he the, Jamal Williams has the league's seventh most catches. Um, you know, wow. he, he's, he's just, yeah. he's looked, he's looked really good. He's the and one. They, they, you, they've been utilizing him in the red zone, even when uh, uh, DeAndre Swift is there. So, um, well, yeah, I, I, I mean, I have a year long fantasy league where I picked up this week, both Khalil Herbert and Jamal Williams, and wow. they're both, well, they're both starting. As of yeah, right now, winning. they're both starting. That's it was. It's the we. I've never. I've never had anything like that. They're my two starting running backs right now. But I'm not in that league, am I? No, 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 no. This oh, is a league God. that. It's a league that last year I should have won. I should win it this year, and I'm going to be pissed if I don't. Joey, yeah, like Joey in New York. I'm coming for it. I'm going to win this thing. I had, I, I Yahoo draft because we were at all out during the draft, and I'm coming okay. for it. There you go. Remember a year ago yeah, no. we did this draft from I, you helped me draft from one of the wrestling yeah. shows out yeah, there. Yeah. I don't think it was the pay per view. I think it was the other show. It was Dynamite. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going in, we had some downtime. We were like, all right, let's draft a little bit here. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Yeah, Rashid Penny, the, the Seattle Seahawks, forty nine hundred. In my model, he is actually uh, the same score as Jamal Williams. And my fantasy labs, you know, I have a custom model, and uh, it's based on the rankings of the way I like to play. And you know, it's won me a lot of money. I trust my model. Rashid Penny is uh, is on fire. Um, he projects for a couple points less than about three, four points less than Jamal Williams, um, but their floors are very similar. Um, it's very comparable. That you know, he he could be a good play. I <clears throat> so what I'm saying is I really like the running backs in this game which makes me worry a little bit about the passing equity. I'm definitely going to play golf stacks. I'm definitely going to play a couple of Geno Smith stacks. I'm not excited about either, but I do like their price point. We're talking about 5,900 for Jared Goff, 5,400 for uh, Geno Smith. Um, they're not exciting plays, especially when you're talking about Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson. Those guys are going to hit their ceiling. These guys, <laughs> their ceiling is probably the projection of the, of uh, the big quarterbacks. But if, if they, if they go up, if, if one of these guys puts up 30 points, if this somehow becomes a shootout, which it has potential, it's, it's in a dome, you know, the lions are at home. There's receivers that are capable of, of playing in, in a shootout. You know, uh, look, Tyler Lockett, he's a good play this week. He's a good play this week. Wow. And uh, he's a play. I'm going to use him a lot in tournaments. Uh, the problem again is ownership. Um, you know, as I said at the top of the show, ownership is going to be a big problem. Right now, Tyler Lockett's projecting over 20% ownership. Now, I like Tyler Lockett this week against Detroit. You know, Detroit has a terrible passing defense. You know, every every game's a shootout with Detroit because Detroit could score, but Detroit could let you score. And that's fantasy goal. That's what you look for in fantasy football. That's why this game is so appealing. And the over and under makes it legitimate that Vegas agrees that it's appealing. So it's not just, you know, fantasy nerds going, Hey, look, you know, these guys, they play at a high pace. Both of them are high paced offenses. Right. This is, this is, this game has a lot of equity. 
and um, yeah, you're you're definitely you're definitely going to want to play the passing side of it um, as much as I love the running side of it. But again, the problem is you know Lamar Jackson over twenty percent ownership, uh, St. Brown uh, right around fifteen percent ownership, uh, DK Metcalf who like you know he's a guy I really don't want to trust in, but you know he's talented. You know he could get the job done. He he hasn't clicked yet with Geno Smith, but if this is the week, you know, he, he's at about 5% ownership. Josh Reynolds uh, is being utilized with the Detroit Lions. He's under 5%. Um, so those guys are all playable. They're definitely going to be used in a game stack. I'm probably going to run, you know, maybe 15%, um, you know, 7% on each quarterback, maybe a little higher on uh, the golf side, you know, uh, but, but, I'm definitely going to have a, a lot of teams and say a 150 max in the 20 max. I'm probably going to have, you know, a handful of, of, of teams in this game um, because the pieces fit just right. The prices are so incredibly affordable, you know, TJ Hawkinson, another guy who's in a great position, uh, but again, 20% ownership, you know, you can't escape the ownership on the good mm-hmm. plays this week. Like everybody's just there. Um, so, it looks like like you were talking about Chark and uh, a little bit Singletary earlier uh, from the other game, but both of their ownerships, I'm looking at some projections. Mine are a little bit different than yours, but pretty much spot on. Uh, but uh, like Chark, I'm looking at 6.7%, that 5,000 that you talked about that he costs. That's, I, I like that play with or without St. Brown. Yeah. It, would you ever double stack him? Are you playing, are you playing golf? Yeah. Yeah. I think I am. I think I mean I'm definitely playing golf. Am I double stacking? I think so. Where's golf? I, think that's the only way I, really I haven't it. I haven't even gotten there. Golf is golf is in about five percent right now. Okay. People are actually playing the Seattle side more. Um mm-hmm. there you go. Looks like, There's your uh, contrarian, like right, eight, Al? You're teaching me there. That's the, eight, your contrarian move. Eight, yeah, eight eight percent on Geno Smith. Um he just projects a little better because he's cheaper. You know, when you have two, when you have two, when you have two players, there's always two decisions that you should make. When you have two players that are basically the same projection, which is the exact case here, they both project for about 18, 19 points. Um, their ceilings are the same. Their floors are the same. There's no difference between Geno Smith and Jared Goff. So the question becomes then, well, what do I do? Do I save money and just go with the cheaper player? Or do I save on ownership and just go with the lower owned player? Since both of their ownerships are they're like two, three, three points apart, three percentage points apart. It's not a big deal. Right. So the smart move is actually just to go the cheaper route, save those, you know, that six hundred dollars or that five hundred dollars, and play Geno Smith. Um, so th- I think that's what the Sharp community is doing, and um, that's probably the way to go. You know, if, if I'm stacking this game, I, I'm reversing course here. And I got to say, I'm, I, I, I am going to play. Now that I've talked through it, I'm going to play more Geno Smith than Jared Goff. I am going to play both. Um, you know, let's say I play 15% between the two. I'll probably go maybe 10% on uh, Geno, 5% on Goff. Uh, okay. Goff has put up uh, uh, last week against the Atlanta Falcons, you know, another shitty team comparable to Detroit. Um, Geno Smith put up. 325 yards. You know, when you have a, when you have a quarterback who can throw for 325 yards, that means two players are in play. That means 
double stack for certain. You know, your run back with Detroit, it's, a, it's either going to be St. Brown or it's going to be Hawkinson. If you want to get creative, if you want to get crazy, if you want to save some money, you're probably going to go DJ Shark. Yeah. Um, as for the double stack, I definitely am playing Tyler Lockett despite the ownership in this stack. Outside of the stack, I'm probably going to have to fade Tyler Lockett. You know, that's just way too much risk for a guy who's played like shit most of the year and he's on his shit feed. Um, you know, 20% ownership outside of this game stack is dangerous. Inside this game stack, definitely playable. You just got to get creative with ownership elsewhere. You know, find find ways to uh, to make it happen. You know, if you, if you go uh, DK Metcalf stacked with Lockett, you know, Metcalf, again, about 5% ownership. Uh, that's doable. That's going to help bring down your numbers. Because, again, you want to be under about 13% ownership in a tournament. Um, the smaller the field, the higher ownership you could you could absorb. But, uh, you know, like in the Millie Maker, you want to be around 12, 12.5% average ownership. And, uh, you know, it's going to take playing players under, you know, 7% ownership, at least one, maybe two. Um, yeah. Yeah. So this game is definitely playable. I mean, that like I said, get excited about this game. You know, everyone's excited about Buffalo and uh, uh, Baltimore, rightfully so. But this game, the over and under is high. Vegas is telling us there's going to be scoring. You know, you have two quarterbacks who are capable of playing in a shootout despite being bad. Okay. You have, um, you have wide receivers who are talented. You have zero secondary on either team. You know, it, it's exciting, man. I, I'm salivating just looking at this, and I'm getting excited to, to, to start building teams. I'm definitely going to build, like, for a single-entry tournament, I'm definitely going to build some stacks around this and stacks around the Buffalo-Baltimore uh, game, and I'm going to see what kind of ceiling I could get with each, you know. Of I'm gonna course. See, I'm going to see what I could do with ownership and stuff. I, I'm always checking out the weather as well, and, and Vegas does as well, and, and they are playing in Detroit, and that 13-mile-an-hour win and 64 degrees that they're expecting doesn't matter in the Dome. No, friend. Dome, baby. In the Dome, my friend. Uh, around here, we're doing a lot of talking about that. So, uh, yeah, I'm excited. I'm excited yeah. to watch football in a T-shirt, Al. I'm excited for that. Ho- Very rarely can you, we- have we been able to do that in town. Hopefully we get there with the Bears. Uh, domes are great. In fantasy football, always look for games in domes. You know, your Atlanta Falcons, your Detroit Lions, your New Orleans Saints, you know, your, your Rams. You know, dome, dome teams are faster. And they're really good to pick on when you're looking for wide receivers. It's great to look for dome team wide receivers. Yep. You know, the uh, Texans, you know, uh, the Cooks. Um, any any questions on this game? Any any thoughts? Any... You really you really uh, the names that are sticking out for me. And you know, when listening to podcasts, I'm generally trying to take notes as I'm going. I haven't been able to do that because there's a few other things that I'm doing behind the scenes here with that part. But I Chark is sticking out to me. I really I like what the price point. I'm always looking for that guy who's who's lower lower projected, lower price point. And then, I mean, if St. Brown is out, obviously that's going to shoot up right? A little bit. It gets a late yeah. spike, but let's see. I think you double, would you, do you ever double run back with two wide receivers? That's ridiculous. Like you, they're on an I am spot. in the Buffalo Baltimore game, okay. but, but no, uh, like, no, you don't want to do that. Well, because you got to, uh, you, you got to tie you're, in. Yeah. You're thinking too much of that. You're, you're overthinking correlation okay. to the point it becomes poisonous. Uh, you don't want to do a double run back. Um, 
But again, unless you're being very creative, which is what I'm trying to do, which you have to do in, it's, in a game that's so overly owned, like uh, like Baltimore, a Buffalo. Uh, the next game, the next highest over and under of a game I'm playing is going to be uh, at 47 and a half. We're looking at the Cleveland Browns and the Atlanta Falcons. I mean, that's how ugly this slate is. The third highest over and under involves the Cleveland Browns. Yep. Yeah. One of the things I've been really excited, I've been excited about with the Cleveland Browns, though, and, you know, it it pains me to say that because I absolutely loathe Cleveland. (laughs) I hate everything about it. Um, Is Amari Cooper is just getting a lot of air yards. Um, average total air yards, 43.7, the highest in the league right now. You know, they're going deep to Amari Cooper. Amari Cooper is getting usage. Amari Cooper is due to, for an absolute explosion. Um, you know, 11 targets last week. And, and you could argue he's had an explosion uh, with 26 points last week, uh, 28 points the prior week. Um, yeah, 11 targets. Last week, seven catches, 100 yards, and a touchdown. The week prior, week two, 10 targets, nine catches, 101 yards, and a touchdown. So two weeks in a row, he's put up 101 yards in a, in a touchdown. You know, week one was a slow start. Uh, wasn't a good game for him. He put up five, five draft king points, 4.7. Um, and it looked like maybe this guy, you know, wasn't going to have it. But now we have two weeks of evidence that there's a little bit of chemistry going on here between uh, Jacoby Brissett and Amari Cooper. And uh, it's enough to get excited about. It's enough for me to, to consider stacking and playing this game. Um, the over-under also tells us we should probably play this game. Uh, not, not a great, exciting game. I'm more excited about the Detroit game than this one. I am going to be playing a lot of Amari Cooper uh, outside of this game. Uh, I, I, I'm going to attack you know, that's a guy who I'm really in on this week. You know, it's Amari Cooper, so he absolutely could bite me. You know, that happens. I just, um, I like you know, that price. Mar- I like the price of Cooper. And what, are you seeing 5 to 10% yeah. for him? Uh, let me for see. ownership in there? Somewhere in there. Let me see the other one. I'm I'm over on, uh, well, right yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Pros, fantasy pros, but I've also got. Uh, he's looking at about 10, he's looking at about 10% ownership. Okay. Which is way too low, way too low for the price point. I mean, it's just a really sexy play. Uh, Amari Cooper, I, I, he's a guy. I don't know if I want to put him in cash. I don't know if I, I'm going to make that call yet. I kind of got to look at the board and see other wide receivers at this price point. But I mean, he he is a, for your wide receiver too in a cash game. He's right at the right price point. He has the right opportunity. We're right over and under. It, it, it's a good play, you know and. Drake London has been fantastic. He's been the best uh, rookie wide receiver uh, this year, and uh, he's a great run back. I like I like his price. Want... I like his price there. He's he's, he's yeah. Well, that's great. He's he's another guy. I'm going to be playing a lot of uh, Drake London outside of this game. Uh, and sometimes when you do that, when like you start realizing, hey, these guys are going to be my core in in many of my other lineups, you know. Then you got to start thinking about well, how much do I really want to play this game? And uh, this game's this game isn't like I think I prefer the pieces, the sum of the parts, than the stacks themselves. Yeah, you know I would rather play the Detroit, uh, you know the Seattle stack 
back, and maybe then it play within that game. Find a way, maybe play Hawkinson, you know, as as a, uh, one of your players there. Maybe find a way to do Amari Cooper and Drake London in that game as well. You know, you could take Amari Cooper versus Drake London, and you could stick that mini correlated stack into other games that don't involve these quarterbacks. So if you're playing other other uh, you know stacks, and you're you're not taking up all the tight end, tight end or flex spots, or I'm sorry, wide receiver and flex spots, because you're playing you know a running back or a tight end. Um, you may want to consider, you know, these guys are priced right where you could probably play them. Because, um, yeah, I'm not excited about Jacoby uh, Brissett or Mar- Marquise Mariota. Mariota is projecting pretty well this week, though. You know, he, he's 5,600. He's right there at the same price point of golf. And uh, let me actually pull up the conspiracy. Let me pull up all four quarterbacks. So Geno Smith, Jared Goff, Jacoby Brissett, and uh, Marcus Mariota are all projecting very similar. The best projecting of the four is Marcus Mariota with the Falcons. Uh, So that's something to consider. Um, He's also cheaper than Jared Goff and, uh, you know, four or five, six, $200 more than Geno Smith, who's the cheapest of the four. So uh, he also has the highest ceiling by a long shot. He has almost a 30-point ceiling they're projecting for Marcus Mariota. Um, you know, I'm starting to talk myself out of the second stack now. I'm starting to talk myself out of that big lion stack, mm-hmm. and I'm, I'm moving. I'm moving now. Like you know, we're sitting here doing this. I'm starting. I'm starting to get excited about the Atlanta. See, this stack. is where we are here. I'm not sure if we're you know, good for your weekly fantasy here because you've talked yourself. Last week you talked yourself into a few things during this show here, and this week you're talking yourself into yeah. a few things. We're gonna have to see the sample size here. I can't wait to see where we are in about well, four weeks from now. I'm going to come back to earth a little bit and kind of remind myself why Marcus Mariota is a bad play. Of the four quarterbacks, if you if you add up the ownership of Geno Smith, Jared Goff, and Jacoby Brissett, you're coming up with less ownership, those three combined, than Marcus Mariota's projected ownership. People are on Marcus Mariota. Yep. You know, he, he, he's, the, uh, he's the play this week uh, for the cheap game. He's the punt play at quarterback. And uh, – He's going to be no secret. He may even be a cash game option. Um, Just looking at that ownership, that means a lot of smart people are playing Marcus Mariota. And, you know, the fact is Jared Goff could get it done too. And Jared Goff gets it done. He he comes in at 10% less ownership. And the Lions stack, you know, is easier. I I could easily pick out two wide receivers from the Lions stack or or two skilled players from, from the Lions stack. Where that well, that's a little bit harder with Marcus Mariota because you got Drake London, you got Kyle Pitts, and that's mm-hmm. it, man. That's all. That's all the, who's getting the balls. Those guys are the targets. And uh, in fantasy, that's a good thing when you when you know where the ball is going. I don't have to guess. I don't have to you know wonder if Gabe Davis is going to eat you know two touchdowns and screw uh, Stephon Diggs. You you don't you, you don't have to worry about uh, Zacharias you know vulturing too much here or even uh, people, Jones, on Seattle. I mean, you kind of know where the ball is going in this game um, in a lot of different ways. It's Drake London, it's Cooper, it's Amari Cooper, and it's uh, Kyle Pitts. And Nujuku. Look, Nuke went off. Nuke finally went off. He's a great play in Cleveland. Uh, He's a guy who I am going to be playing at the tight end position outside of the stack. He's 3,700. I think he might be my, he might he might be my favorite uh, tight end play on the week. I just picked you know, him up. He's got the, the questionable tag. 
because Knox hasn't been performing for me in year long. Um, and then yesterday the questionable yeah. tag went on, but I, I went and clicked on it. It looks like it's just a rest day. So. Yeah. Yeah. I think, I think he's fine. Yeah. Look last week, 10 targets. Okay. 10 targets. Wow. He caught nine of them. Oh, he caught nine of them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. He put up 89 yards and a touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, the nuke went off and uh, David Njoku is a, is a great play this week. So, there's a, there's a lot of there's a, in both those games, both the Lions uh, and this game. There's a lot of like really good players. Also, there's some really good running backs. I'm not crazy about Nick Chubb this week. Um, I do have him in my player pool, um, mainly because he's under five percent ownership. And every good running back play, obviously, you eat a lot of of uh, ownership. And he can get it done against the Atlanta Falcons. Like, you know, it's not it's not the greatest spot. And, and clearly there's going to be a lot of passing in this game, but you know, Nick Chubb is Nick Chubb and man, the guy could get some touchdowns. Uh, I also like Cordell Patterson as well. on the Atlanta side, I mean, he, he just has amazing usage. Um, you know, he, he's a guy who, you know, 17 touches last week, 141 yards and a touchdown. Um, they don't really utilize him in the passing game, but they feed him so much in the, uh, the run game. So much, you know. He's actually Nagy. Wasn't Nagy the first one to start using him there at running back? And Atlanta did it and just took it to a whole new level, a whole a whole new place. It's it's been amazing to see that would a resurgence there in Atlanta for him for Corderell Corderell Cordell. Yeah, I mean, great player. The highest ceiling, uh, the highest ceiling player on this game is Nick Chubb. Um, and he also has some of the, the lowest ownership. So, I mean, it's something to consider. If you want to get contrarian, Nick Chubb is a good is a good way to go against the field in this game. But me, I'm sticking with with the, with the chalk, and uh, I'm I'm going to try to to get my chalk down um, with my auxiliary pieces outside. You know, I'll, I'll find a way. There's always a way. Or you know what? If you if you're if you really want to do it right, you can just set your optimizer to to uh, figure out how to do it for you, there you and go. Uh, uh, you know get the own pick out the pieces you like, and then let it figure out how to get the ownership down. Um, because if you have a good if you have a good optimizer, which you know I use um, I use Fantasy Labs, uh, you know you, you can control stuff like that. And the better tools you have, the better you're going to do. At the end of the day. My guys over at uh, Establish the Run, I see they're they're actually putting out some tools now, uh, which may actually uh, get me out of the fantasy labs. I've been with fantasy labs for, you know, uh, since I started playing, really. And uh, I, I love it. I recommend fantasy labs, anybody listening. I recommend uh, Establish the Run for mm-hmm. Intel, for your data, uh, for your projections, uh, both both great. Um, you know, I've won, I, I won $15,000 on a 50-cent game with with both those tools, um, my other tournament wins, I, I, I just used my fantasy labs. It was before Establish the Run existed. So, um, you know, at, at the end of the day, you got to make the right moves. Um, all right. So, you know, again, you're looking at over and unders. That was a, the uh, the third highest over and under on the week, mm-hmm. on an ugly week. You know, like I said, man, how the hell is Cleveland at the third highest over under? Um, I know. And, and then – the next game, the over/under. It, it's hard to it's hard to even see this team here where we're talking about them. For me, it's, they're back, man. They are back. Is that where you're at? 
Are you heading to Florida yeah. again? Oh, hold on one second. I'm pull it up here. Um, so what we're going to do, I think this is going to be the last game we're going we're gonna to run down, and then I think we'll just run down some positions, Okay. Uh, you know, outside of game stacks. Because, I mean, these are the top uh, four game stacks I'm looking at. Because um, then it gets you get you start getting into the dust, man. You start getting into shit. Um, you know, are you really are you really going to play? You know, the Trevor Lawrence uh, stack uh, against the Philadelphia Eagles? Probably not. You know, Jalen Hurts obviously a great play. Um, you're going to want to oh, play him, but you know, the Jacksonville Jaguars this is not an exciting matchup. Um, so let's see here. Uh, Over unders. We did that game. We but, did that game. But you will still throw some Lawrence around there, right? I don't think so. No. I think Trevor Lawrence is a great quarterback. I think he's a legitimate, like, in two, three years, he's going to be in that top five of uh, fantasy football uh-huh. quarterbacks. I think he's going to be a guy, like, in a dynasty league. I mean, I'm definitely, I would definitely be excited to have Trevor Lawrence. The dude's showing he could ball, man. He's showing it looks like Jacksonville got a good quarterback, you know, after, after kind of a slow, a false start, we'll call it, with the shitty uh, uh, coaching situation. Yeah, right. Uh, but but things are coming together for him. Uh, so next on the list is – let me just filter out. Uh, uh, I'm just, they're, they're all about the same there. I, I can't tell where you're going here. It doesn't seem like Jacksonville. So Vegas? Vegas? Is it Houston? Yeah, Vegas, Philly. Yeah. No. It's uh, – Yeah. No, no, no. No, you're right. Philly. It's Philly, Jacksonville. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, Philly, Jacksonville, or, or, or Vegas, Denver. I mean, the they're same. the same over-under. Yeah, under. yeah that, that's what, yeah. what I was wondering there. So both of those games um, are. And let me just touch on the other ones. I think, uh, re- real quick, I'm not going to break down game stacks. I think Justin Herbert is, is somebody you may want to look at. You know, he's injured. A lot of people are not going to touch that game. He's under 3% ownership, and he's got a ceiling that could – you know, he, he's one of the other guys who has a true ceiling that could that he he could hit a ceiling of about thirty points. So uh, I, I I'm definitely gonna gonna I'm I'm definitely gonna fuck with some uh, you know some Charger stacks this week. Um, although I'm not gonna feel very confident about it. It's it's not it's not like it's not the stack I want to get to, but I definitely don't want to ignore it. And uh, at the end of the day, I'm going to see how it measures up to my other builds and uh, see where I want to put it in tournaments. But I'm definitely touching it. And plus, you know the run back. You know, it's it's Brandon Cooks. And then you got Mike Williams and Joshua Palmer, man. The guy's been balling. I think he's great to have in a stack. I don't think Keenan Allen's going to play. Um, you know, uh, Jared Everett has been a great tight end. He's He's got really good usage. So, I mean, that that's where I would go in that game. But Let's go. Let's go to the, the the Jacksonville Philadelphia game. As I said, I don't think I'm playing Trevor Lawrence this week. The defense of uh, Philadelphia is real. Um, they've been shutting down uh, quarterbacks. Let me just kind of look at who their opponents have been. Uh, game logs. Not. The cat's getting excited over here. Um, yeah. Okay. So they held they held uh, the Washington Commanders to nine point six points you know, at the quarterback position. I know, I know that's a, the, the, uh, what was that Carson Wentz? Who, who, who are the commanders? Yeah. Out there you go. At quarterback. Um, I think it's Car- Carson Wentz. Yep. 
they, they held him they held him to under ten points. Uh, the Minnesota Vikings with Justin, you know Jefferson, they held him to eleven points. Uh, week one, the Detroit Lions, Jared Goff, sixteen points. So the best any quarterback has done this year against the Philadelphia Eagles has been sixteen points. You know, I don't want to touch it. I don't. Yep. I don't want to spend teams on uh, Trevor Lawrence. The risk is just too high this week. It, it's not exciting. Uh, meanwhile, though, I'm absolutely going to be playing uh, Jalen Hurts. I mean, this guy is. Uh, you know, he's a cheat code. He, he's breaking slates with those legs and with the passing. You know, uh, the guy's getting the job done mm-hmm. each and every week. 30, 30 DraftKings points last week, 37 DraftKings points week two, 24 week one. Uh, he absolutely could ball out in this game. Um, and you, you, he's another guy where you kind of know where the ball's going. You know, Devonta Smith, he, he hasn't had the greatest chemistry with. A.J. Brown, he is getting the ball too. Um, and I like Dallas Goddard as well. Um, I'm actually, I don't have him clicked as, as a guy I'm playing this week. Although I might consider that when I start making my stacks, I like to single stack uh, Jalen Hurts. You know, again, rushing quarterback, quarterbacks with legs, quarterbacks that could get you the equity um, on the ground. You don't need to double stack. So, you know, it's like Jalen Hurts and pick from uh, Devonta Smith, AJ Brown, or uh, or the tight end. Um, I mean, th- those are your uh, your best options. Dallas Goddard. Um, yeah, and the ownership really is 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 nice on everybody in this game stack. Uh, you know, uh, Zay Jones has been showing something uh, for Jacksonville. They're definitely using him. You could you could use him as a run back. Uh, you know, he's forty two hundred. He's the highest owned player at about uh, uh, say about ten percent ownership. So everybody else is under ten percent ownership in this game. People aren't touching this game. Christian Kirk has been balling. Not the greatest spot, again, because the uh, Philadelphia Eagles can shut down uh, wide receivers. Mm-hmm. But they do have some ballers. They do have, they do have Christian Kirk um, as an option to play here. Uh, this might be a game where you might not even do a run back, in all honesty. You know, this is a game you could consider not doing the run back. You know, uh, the Jacksonville Jaguars are projected for 19 and a half team points. So you're talking two touchdowns. Right. Um, that's not a lot of equity, you know, that's not, that's not a lot to get excited about. Uh, so instead of wasting the talents of the Philadelphia Eagles and what they can do, uh, it, it might be wise to fade the Jacksonville Jaguars run back. You know, uh, anytime I'm building a team, again, my stacks, I like, I like a quarterback with a double stack and a run back from the other team. That's generally what I look for. But it, it, when you're talking about quarterbacks with legs who do a lot of rushing, you only need a single stack. Very seldom do I not do a run back. Uh, but you can win tournaments without the run back, especially if it makes sense. And right now, the Jacksonville Jaguars have one of the lowest projecting team totals. I mean, they're right there with the Bears and the Washington Redskins as the lowest team totals on the week. Only the, the pitiful, you know, New England Patriots have 15 uh, projected points, which, by the way, I'm not touching anything in that game. Uh, Dobbs, I like Dobbs for uh, Green Bay, but outside of that, you know, there's nothing there. So just do a Philadelphia, just do a single stack, and then uh, don't worry about the run back. Okay. I think think that's the safest play there. 
Just do very single seldom stack. I, so very seldom I recommend that. Hertz and Brown, are you are you are you spending up there? Goddard, Hertz and Goddard, maybe. Yeah, I think so. Goddard, Goddard's a good play. You know, nobody wants to. Uh, nobody wants to, uh, as the kids say. Uh, you know, uh, I don't know what the kids say. Uh, is, is Elshon no wants to mess with Devontae Smith? Elshon Jeffrey still there? Is he still in the league? No, 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 no. I, I think he's dead. I think okay. uh, I think he's gone. Man. Oh. Rest in peace, Elshon. There you go. Uh, he, he's the new uh, Marcus. Uh, Allen Robinson is the new Elshon Jeffrey hey. over there in uh, yeah the Rams. You brought up Zay Jones from Jacksonville. That's kind of a, a sore spot for us as uh, as team owners here. You haven't we haven't talked since uh, the mistake I made the other night when I didn't get the waiver wires in because I I wasn't familiar with the I made a terrible terrible rookie mistake with this. Uh, yeah. I didn't realize that you needed to have your waiver wires in by 10 o'clock on, on uh, my FFPC. Um, needed to be in uh, by like 9 or something like that. You know, most are like midnight, you know. Every league that I played in before, get them in before midnight. So I was trying to, I was going to get them in and we missed out on, on Zay Jones. I didn't even look to see how much money he went for if, if we'd have gotten him anyway, but um, I'm sorry. We I, haven't had that, we I, haven't I had that talk that. yet. We, we, own a, we own a high stakes team together here, Al. And, yeah, uh, we're in the FFPC. We're in the Football Players Championship. Doing pretty game. well. Thirty-seven hundred out of what twelve thousand? I think I saw something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. All right. It's, it's pretty solid. Now, my team, my solo team, oh, I'm ranked hey, three sixty. Yeah. yeah. Oh. I'm ranked three sixty. So, oh, I mean, of course. and yeah, by the way, I'm three hundredth in the Scott Fishbowl. So, I mean, I don't like to brag, you know, El Rey. Over I here, mean, we can discuss but, a buyout at any point if you'd like. I mean, we can talk whatever you want to do. Talk, if you want to buy out part of the team, and I still have this. Last week we almost had a buyout. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, <laughs> was that before uh, or after this show? It was after this show. Yeah, we had just started this show. All went well, and then it, like it, in a few days, show, it yeah. just it was done. Yeah, that five a.m. wake up. This four a.m. Yeah. wake David up. David Njoku went off. As we've discussed, that these shows are hilarious. I know our you're crabby. Our Tuesday night show, you're you're on your morning. I'm on my evening, and now our Friday morning show. It's my yeah. morning. I'm drinking the coffee again. It's yeah. This is like eight o'clock for me. Yeah, it's like eight in the afternoon. You know, for people who don't know, I I I am a DJ, so like I'm I'm done at two three in the morning, yeah. and then I start you know getting down my fantasy stuff, which sucks for Sundays. You know, I, I finished, I get all my, I, I, I run about 160 teams total in DraftKings. And by the time I finish, you know, it's like nine o'clock in the morning. I have to wake up at least 20 minutes before kickoff to see right. if there's any inactive, right. any surprises. And I don't know if 20 so minutes, I, I mean, is, I have to get up. Is 20 minutes enough time for you there? Like, you know, and I'm sure. It, yeah, usually. If you're like me, you're kind of, you're waking up by 11 anyway, just because you're anxious about the damn thing. Like, yeah. You know, oh, it's Absolutely. so tough, Al. It people don't understand that. I, I wouldn't think not too many so, but, playing in this. Ah, go ahead. I get, I get the damn, you know, I get the red zone because the red zone's like crack, you know, with fantasy football. Yeah. And I get all excited. I get my chips. I get my salsa. I'll eat like a jar of salsa, and then I pass out by like the second, you know, ten minutes, five minutes into the second quarter. I'm usually out till the late games, you know. And then I wake up around three. And I go, what happened? Do you double and, you screen? Know, do you double screen the Bears up. with with the red zone, or you just go strictly red zone? Because if you're watching no. red zone, you hardly get to see the Bears. Look, I, I I'll do the twenty twos, or I'll do the quick game. Yep. You know, so I can, I could I, I I hit the button, the uh, what do you call that thing, the recall button. 
so I could switch between the Bears game and the uh, red zone. But uh-huh. at the end of the day, I could just rewatch the game, uh, you know, in quick time yeah. uh, on at the NFL uh, app. So uh, that, that's my route. So we talked about quarterbacks. We talked about stacks I like. Um, you know, again, I'm, I am going to look at maybe a Mitch Trubisky stack. He's 5,100. Um, yeah, you know, probably not, though, when I start thinking about it. I got Goff. I got Brissett. Like, I'm pretty good on cheap stacks. So I may end up fading, uh, Mitch. Then that would get me down to nine quarterbacks. I like to be at seven. Like, my best, my most profitable weeks, I'm only playing seven quarterbacks, seven game stacks. And uh, so – you know, I've been, I've been heavy right now. I'm playing Derek Carr. I might reconsider that one as well. 8% ownership projected right now. So there's a lot of people playing him, and it's probably not a great play. Uh, running backs is going to be really hard this week. Like, I, I think you're going to win your million dollars either on the running back position or not. Uh, two guys coming in at really heavy chalk, Jamal Williams, who I think is just going to be a fade. You know, 6,100. Uh, in about thirty percent ownership, like wow, that's, you can just do better. That's too much. That's that ownership's too high. You know, but cash games, you want to play them, right? For as great, yeah, cash games, you're probably going to want to be on Jamal Williams. For as good of a play he is, it's still the Detroit Lions. It's still a game that could potentially shoot out. Um, there's just so much risk with that much ownership that it's it's just. It's not worth taking. Yeah, his ceiling's about, you know, 23 points, and that, that, that's enticing. Uh, but Najee Harris is only $600 more, you know, uh, half the ownership. Uh, not a great spot, but it's the Pittsburgh Steelers versus the Jets. The Steelers could easily just want to, you know, they don't want to put that ball in Mitch Trubinsky's hands. I mean, who could blame them? So they, they want to run, man, yeah. and – you know, Harris Harris hasn't been looking good. I mean, Harris has been kind of a dud. But the, those are the guys who win you money is when you put your money on the duds. Uh, Khalil Herbert, I don't know if his ownership is going to go up. It definitely will. He might get up to 30% ownership if Montgomery's ruled out. Wow. I don't think that they will rule Montgomery out. But, you know, I'm definitely – he's definitely going to be playing. He's going to get 11 touches regardless what of are, Montgomery plays. What are your Hallis Hall sources saying on Montgomery, that he's all right? I, I haven't heard anything. I mean, yeah. it's an ankle. It's an ankle injury. Right. You right. know, ankle injuries are like you got to take some time. You got to I mean, got to stay off your ankle and pain management. The NFL obviously has the best, like to to get that back in line. That you know, it, there's some magic going on up there. But I don't know. And we talked a little bit. Khalil yeah. Herbert might be the first bear that you've mentioned this entire show. Just for the record, to to actually right, that right, you right. want to play, I think it might be the only bear. Honestly, he's the only he's the only bear I would play in, in, in any slate. I see the Bears I'm not defense. Anything else. I saw the Bears defense is one of the higher ownership. Um, well, maybe if, defense. If they can stop yeah. the run, like that's the thing. They're not going to give up too many the big passing yards. It sounds like, and they could get some sacks. So I touched on it earlier. A guy I really like, and this might be my like sneaky play of the week. This is this is the one you'd want to get in tournaments. Forty nine hundred dollars at a running back position. He's going to be under eight percent owned. Uh, Rashid Penny of the Seattle Seahawks in that Detroit game. Um, his ceiling is good. His projections are good. His floor is good. Um, he just, you know, the model loves him. My model is like, play this dude. And, uh, you know, when I, when I start generating teams, you know, I do my hand builds. 
I, I do about, you know, about 25 handbills and then the, the rest, you know, the, for the 150 max, you know, I, I do generate and uh, they're going to be, it's good. I'm really going to have to try to control how much penny I get because the computer loves him that much. They're, they're, it's just going to want to feed him. I mean, he's only put up, you know, he put up eight points last week in DraftKings. Not, not very appealing. Uh, he had 14 attempts, uh, but yeah, I mean the uh, the numbers are there. Um, he he is leading Seattle's backfield, uh, 15 touches on uh, 69% of the snap rate. So uh, you know Kenneth Walker, uh, DJ Dallas are your other options at the running back position for Seattle, and uh, they're not being used as much. DJ Dallas is getting a little bit of the uh, third down work, and Kenneth Walker is mixing in, but. Uh, yeah, like he he's a guy I'm definitely going to probably take some risk on. I wouldn't go over 10% of uh, uh, exposure on him, but uh I'm I'm going to look at him for sure. Uh other guys, you know, the high-end stuff, you know, uh Jonathan Taylor, smash spot against Tennessee, Christian McCaffrey, smash spot against against uh, Arizona, uh Barkley, I mean, just a absolute orgasm of a matchup you know going up against the chicago bears like this guy's ceiling is through the work through the roof he's my favorite running back play on the week where's uh, where's his ownership then yeah i mean he's looking at over 20 percent ownership yeah. i think he'll be under 30 over 20 um so yeah i mean you're you're, you're definitely not going to save on ownership and eight thousand dollars you're not saving on cost either hey right um so you know, I don't know. Rygar just she wanted to come in here and just mention she's a big big fan of Saquon Barkley this week. So, you know, uh, Rygar still not not sold on this uh, 5 a.m. start time. It appears. No, she's oh, all right, never mind. She doesn't want to be on camera. Um, let's see, Austin Eckler, okay play. You know, uh, I'm really I like him a lot this week. I like Austin Eckler a lot. His ownership's around 15%. It's a little higher than I would like it. He's between 10 and 15%. But 7,700, he's a little bit cheaper than the other guys. Aaron Jones, man, I feel like this is more of a uh, uh, A.J. Dillon week. Uh, A.J. Dillon at $6,000 um, in 10% ownership. Aaron Jones at 7,500. He's at 2% ownership. You know, if you're looking for a guy to, like, differentiate, Rygar, honey, like I told you, don't unplug that. So I'm in a recliner. It's an electronic recliner with lights. There's this, I have an extension cord going to the plug back there. The cat loves knocking it out. And now I'm trapped. I like have to figure out how to get out of the recliner. Good luck, Al. Are you? Yeah, thank you. Um, Should I send, like, should I send somebody over if I haven't heard from you in the next like 30 minutes after the show? I haven't seen Rygar in a long time. Uh, am I frozen? I think I'm frozen. Did Or I'm still live, and maybe Larcher just got knocked off. I don't know what happened here. Hang on. Just a moment, folks. Uh, we'll be right back. I'm 
texting Al here. All seems good on my end. I'm still here. There he is. Ah, and listen to this. Rygar the cat just cut off the power. We mentioned earlier in the show that this is this is your daily fantasy show to watch, folks. To listen to, take us take us to work with you. Where else are you going to have a cat knock the podcast off the rails? It's right here with Al Archer. The cat stepped on the power strip and has taken him away. I'm getting I'm getting the live updates right now. Man, that cat really does hate the morning show. Really, absolutely hates this morning show. I don't know if Al's going to get back on. I'm going to try to keep rolling. I'm going to wrap this thing up here. We didn't really get into receivers. Al didn't have a chance to. Um, give me a moment here, and I'm gonna I'm gonna just throw out a few a few uh, a few that I can come up with really quickly here. Uh, you know, obviously Al's the guy to talk to talk with about this, but um, I don't see. Let me let me see. I'm I'm gonna go to my value plays, right? I'm just going to call out a couple of my DraftKings value plays. Let's go to undervalued wide receivers. He already mentioned uh, Zay Jones. Um, if you want to go with the – wow, undervalued. I know he hasn't mentioned this game at all. Uh, but uh, James Jr. from uh, – James Jr. is going to cost you just $4,000. That could be your dark horse in there um, for the uh, – for New York versus the Chicago Bears. Richie James Jr., and I'm sure he's going to be upset here. Um, Ladies and gentlemen, what an amazing end to this show that we've had here today. Um, Tune in every Friday to get all of your fantasy football needs. Tuesday nights, we do the show live at the Sports Attic. It's a little more long form. There's quite a few people who join in over on Twitch, and we are at twitch.com slash Sports Attic, of course, twitch.com slash Sports Attic there. We're always on Facebook Live. Uh, YouTube, we'd love it there. If you're watching on YouTube, please smash the like button. If you're over there on Twitch, subscribe to us. Uh, get on in there. Follow us over there on Twitch. We enjoy um, – Rygard takes over if you're watching us. Um, Rygard takes over is what the caption says from when Rygard started uh, just messing around the, the cat. Now uh, – now here we are. Um, just left me on my own to do whatever I'd like with the rest of this show. Um, now we're here. We're over the 60-minute mark, which is uh, what we aim to do every week so that you can take us on your commute, listen to us on your way to work, grab us wherever you get your podcasts to listen to us. We are live on Blog Talk Radio, and we're live on all of those TV shows. It, every Friday morning at 5 a.m. Central, we do it live. The podcast becomes available shortly thereafter so please get on get on this show if you haven't been listening to us yet we appreciate you listening to us today i guess if you haven't been listening to us you wouldn't be listening to us today make sure that you tell a friend about this if we're helping you win in your daily fantasy hit us up let us know we will be playing the main slate the cat killed the power strip that has the Wi-Fi plugged into it. The Wi-Fi is down. Larcher's out. We'll be back Tuesday night at 6.30 Central PM live on all of these same channels. We will be back with 
the week five show next week. Enjoy your week four of fantasy football, whether it's year long or daily fantasy. We are DraftKings guys here. We'll catch you the next time. Follow us at Larcher Lawrence on Twitter. Follow Al Larcher for all of your needs with fantasy football at Larcher than life. Y'all have a great evening. Take care.